Hey guys, Montel here, and welcome to this edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. I'm welcoming back to the show a guest that I've had on one time. This is his second appearance on the show. He is the founder of the Global Cannabinoid Research Center and a three-time cancer survivor who's utilized cannabis to treat his cancer as well as epilepsy, PTSD, and chronic Lyme disease. He's a former director of Consumer Affairs at the American Academy of Cannabinoid Medicine, a journalist, a former civil rights lobbyist, and he's also successfully utilized CBGA to help his daughter who has autism. Mike Robinson, thank you so much for being back on the show, my friend. Well, thank you so much for having me, Montel. Absolutely, sir. Now, for those who don't know your story, why don't you give us a real quick recap of your medical conditions? Well, my medical conditions go back quite some time. Uh, Serious ones started in 1995 with a high-speed professional auto racing wreck that caused severe epilepsy and a lot of different injuries that uh, ultimately required a lot of different medications, pain management, uh, and that kind of thing. And and you know that's how I how I got involved more so in cannabis. Excuse me, sorry about that. Make sure. That's how I, how I got more so involved in, in, in the, the whole cannabis scene um, beyond just smoking cannabis was um, in, in, in trying to figure out a way to, you know, treat all those different issues I had from that wreck. And then move us forward from 1995, then move forward a little bit. Tell us a little bit. Yeah, as I, as I go through my own, my own uh, uh, fight to walk again, because I was paralyzed in, the, in this racing wreck on the right side, uh, ended up developing cancer in 2003 for the first time, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And they successfully did surgery on me and removed lymph nodes and then did six rounds of EPOC uh, chemotherapy. And in the sixth treatment of, of, the, uh, of this, uh, my right side went numb again. And it took three years for me to get out of a wheelchair, uh, you know, after that happened. Um, you know, I, I had converted from being a race car driver to, to representing kids in special education disputes as a civil rights lobbyist over a two-decade period of time as all this is going on. And, and uh, it, it, I, I kept on down the path of using pharmaceuticals and, and oh, so many different types of 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 therapies different natural ones you name i failed 27 different uh seizure drugs and and i just kept on trying and then eventually in 2013 i had a roommate give me something he couldn't even pronounce which happened to be cbd during a time which i could not even smoke so i had to ingest my raw cannabis and there you go a researcher was born and as i realized that hey this plant I've been smoking my whole life can actually help us if we ingest it. I, I saw the avenue to help all these kids I'd represented over the last two decades in special education. They, they were the, the, actually the, the perfect stomping ground to go out and give oils to and, and help. Gotcha. And now something's changed in the last couple of months since we last spoke. What's happened with your health since we last spoke? Well, you know, um, in December, we, you know, we spoke about how, how cancer came back. Uh, Non-Hodgkin's with the mesenteric mass that was extremely large. 
Um, very scary scenario where where uh, neoplasm fields of neoplasms are going up both sides of the mesentery in the gut, and then a big mass of of swollen lymph nodes surrounding my stomach and other organs. So it was it was pretty radical. And through uh, exploratory surgery, they looked at it, confirmed it, and saw it was dying or dead, and continued to watch. Uh, we did our last episode, and I was talking about you know how I was getting on the other side of this by using nanotechnology applications, topical transdermals, uh, different oils, various different plant elements. And in my last PET scan, there's a 50% reduction in in the size of the of the largest lymph nodes and almost all of the lymph nodes have dissipated uh, the mass is completely gone that was there before now there's a real small size there's an area of concern that's about this big when it was you know a sheet of paper uh hazy mass in my gut so what's happened is slowly these these tumors that were trying to grow that died off have have been metabolized by my body and exited by using various different plant medicine protocols. And, and that goes from a lot of alkaloids coming from different functional mushrooms and even psilocybin to different types of extracts from cannabis and hemp, not just cannabinoids or terpenes, but also polyphenols, uh, uh, flavonoids became very useful. Well, given your experience, what do you want people to know most when they're navigating their healthcare? Well, I, I think the biggest message I have to send to people that are fighting, that are using RSO or an oil named after somebody or a cannabis oil, I call it fecal, full extract cannabis oil, is number one, know your source. You know, where is it coming from? Is it clean? On and on and on. And the second one, Try to learn more than just about Rick Simpson oil or something like that and how that would help you. Because what I found through my 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 run of, of compassion, which was lengthy, um, was eventually kids didn't respond to CBD and I needed to make something different. And one of the kids is now my daughter and has been for five years or six years now, Genevieve, you know, and, and I had to find something different, which was CBGA. So in my own, in my own journey, I pushed and pushed nothing but THC. I did not like hemp at all. And I, I wanted all patients to be using full extract cannabis oil or what a lot of people call as RSO. And it, it took actually making something different, which was a CBGA tincture, a CBGA tincture, and then having to test it a lot to have something happen in my body to where that RSO or FECO started working better. And what I thought was, hey, this batch I just got is super strong. After I, I made the first item I called autism love. It was just a, a creation. I figured, okay, the kids with autism and epilepsy aren't responding as well as the kids with epilepsy and LGS. And so, so we're looking for something different. And that's where what we now call Genevieve's dream came from, um, which is a creation. Your daughter's name is Genevieve. Like your, yeah, her name's Genevieve. And, you know, it's been all these years, we're actually finally making the brand Genevieve's dream. Um, because 
you know, it, it's that's the message I'm sending so heavily. Somebody that comes from a history of potlies, 420, you know, stoners, racing, all these things. The very first brands I've put on the market are the CBGA Crumble brand, and I'm putting Genevieve's Dream on the market too. And the reason why is they cause endocannabinoid balance. And there's no health claim, medical claim, or anything like that to be made. Uh, other than the fact that, hey, we have this system that, for the most part, medicine hasn't recognized a whole lot. Most doctors are still learning about it. Um, and it's it's not balanced simply by the use of one cannabinoid. Uh, and, and I find that so many people are just searching and running for that THC oil as as the golden answer, as the only answer. And And there's just a lot more, whether it be CBGA or CBD. Even CBC, you know, I, I recently spoke to a, a farmer who's growing CBC cultivars. For the first time ever, we're going to see plants that have that as a major cannabinoid. So, oh, yeah, what people don't have to have to understand is that you know, as you as you throw out these uh, you know acronyms, you know, more people understand that CBG and CBGA are probably and at, at about the six week mark of growth in a. Sativa indica or sativa or indica plant, hemp plant, that's the most prevalent first appearing cannabinoid. That cannabinoid over time is what turns into THC and CBD. CBC, um, canachromide, is the naturally the really the fourth, third or fourth most prevalent cannabinoid out of the other possibly 250 of them that exist in the plant. So mm. that's what he's talking about when he talks about that. And CBG, now we're starting to find out as there's research that's being done all over the planet that the acid version, which is what CBGA is, is probably more efficacious and more bioavailable to our endocannabinoid system than just regular CBG or even CBD. CBDA, right now we know, um, you know, your body can actually absorb up to 300 times more than just regular CBD if you take the acid version. And there are lots of, not anecdotal, but lots of papers out there now talking about the viable or the variable, you know, efficaciousness of those monocannabinoids. But go ahead. Well, yes. I mean, the, when every plant, whether it's a THC plant or a CBD plant or a CBG, because there's three different types of, of cannabis plants being grown on different farms nowadays, they all start out with CBGA as the major mother cannabinoid. It then makes CBDA for the CBD plants. It makes THCA for the THC plants. And, and it, it also but, makes... But actually is what is in whatever the plant is, because if you get a plant that that is a what we call sativa or even a plant that's called an indica, that plant has some of the other monocannabinoids in it anyway. And yes. they all literally come, at, come from CBGA, which is the first to appear. When you put a plant in the ground, if you were to rip a plant out of the ground in a second week when it's still just a clone testing for cannabinoids, you'll find that those cannabinoids are almost so infinitesimal, sometimes you can't even find them. And then it's not until week six that the plant starts actually growing that main mother cannabinoid, they call it the guy cannabinoid, whatever you want to call it, CBGA, mm -hmm. 
And then about week 12, 13, no, really weeks 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, the plant starts, the CBGA starts turning into more CBG and THC and CBD, turns more into THC. And then depending on the plant or the cultivar, you can actually force the level of CBD up. Still not seeing that many plants that are having CBD levels of higher than like nine or ten percent, but it's it's coming. And yeah, there, there are growers out there right now that are increasing the amount of CBC that we find in plants. Yeah, it's you know we're just now seeing for the first time these CBC cultivars, which is something so new to the world. So it's it's yeah. important for me to sort of stay on CBGA and CBG because that's so new to the world. And it, it, new to the world meaning the world is just now figuring it learning. out. It's always been here. Like I literally, one of my products that I have in the marketplace in uh, Massachusetts right now, I have a vape cart that I use for snooze. Um, that one has CBD, THC, CBN, and CBC all mixed together in the same cart at almost equal proportions 27 23 24 21 of each one of them in that same cart so when you actually inhalate you inhalate all four of those cannabinoids also have one that is just a thc cbd and cbg plant uh, uh a bay pen i've had them out now for about a year um so you know science has been catching up and there are some really good peer-reviewed uh, documents out there. If you wanted to look up, you could go to some of them and just type in what is CBC and um, you'll get that answer you know, if you search it, no matter what you're searching for this. You know, there's a lot of confusion between CBGA and CBG. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of the biggest reasons why we decided, and it's been three years of going back and forth, whether or not we were going to launch the Genevieve's Dream brand. Genevieve is now 20 years old. She has severe autism. She's developmentally delayed. And I had issues with launching a brand with her name. I, I see this a lot. It's how the CBD got big, used with a kid's name and, you know, and, and other kids' names. And, and now that Genevieve's adult, I thought, okay, let's launch this with the trademark belonging to Genevieve. Let's launch this creating a dream fund. So all sales, whether this thing profits or not, creates a fund for Genevieve's life. Genevieve loves carousels. So at first, the whole idea of Genevieve's dream was fund her carousel that she wants so bad. That's her dream. And then I started looking at it and I was like, well, we've got a, a, a severely developmentally delayed individual, you know, with autism and epilepsy. And, and, and I, I'm 57 and, and just got cancer again, although I'm, I'm beating it. And on the other side of it, I'm not going to live forever. So what I looked at was what about her medical costs, the delays in seeing doctors, the delays in seeing dentists when she needs them due to state covered insurances and stuff like that. Why not create a dream fund that doesn't just buy her carousel because the Genevieve's dream uh, product, the label has a carousel on it. It actually sponsors the carousel challenge, which is Genevieve's little thing. It's a, and it's on carouselchallenge.com. So the whole point of Genevieve's dream 
was to create her dream farm or, or her carousel. That That's why we were going to do it for years. It wasn't to be in business or to be in this industry. It's not what I wanted to do at all. I like researching and investigating. But now we have the opportunity to do it. And now that we can do it, I see the ability to make one of the most unique brands ever to be in the cannabis space. And how has cannabis helped Genevieve? It's just been incredible how, how it's helped Genevieve. She's, she just went to a neurology appointment today. And, you know, we had to make a difficult decision today to, to add an AED back, and, you know, a, a seizure medication back, one medicine. And we were like torn over this. And then we stopped and thought about it. And, and it was like, you know, she's an adult that has severe epilepsy. I'm an adult with severe epilepsy. I take a pharmaceutical drug for it, too. I don't take 12 like I used to. She's not taking six like she used to. So so cannabinoids have done a lot for Genevieve. As she was young, when she was 13 and I first met her, I was able to get her off of drugs that, that doctors right now would never consider. Seroquel. She was on strong anti-psych meds being autistic there's absolutely no reason for it it's a pro-convulsive so we were able to get her off drugs that she shouldn't have been on um when when i first met her and she was able to can gain seizure control for the first time in her life going from 30 plus grand malls a day recorded in in, in overnight studies at the hospital to to going years without a tonic clonic seizure. She's only had one trip to the hospital over a seizure since I've been with them. And it'll be seven years coming up in September. And uh, and the first 13 years of her life, well, starting at age two, she seized at age two and it, she was just plagued for, for 11 years. So it's been incredible to watch Genevieve make in, immense cognitive gains uh, documented over over six years of cognitive gains in in, in this uh, in this and period of time. The product does her, does her product or the product that you're you're creating in her name is it high in CBGA or CBDA? What's it high in? It's high in CBGA. Okay. Yeah, and and when I look at at why is it high in CBGA? Again, it's because this cannabinoid possesses some serious powers that I found in my own research over the years. And it's also been something I've been providing to compassion patients for years and years and years, just not labeled, just something, here you go, for for those who, who couldn't tolerate other things or didn't have efficacy in other things. I've been a compassion provider for a decade, meaning just giving away products left and right. I'm, I'm working with one entity right now to launch a 1 billion milligram giveaway. They're going to give away three quarters of a million dollars in isolates and distillates through a website or a sponsor foundations and things like this. So while I do the work for, for business now, even in today, I'm not going to stop the compassion because that's wanted, how. If people wanted to get more information about that, where would they go? Okay. So, so I'm not going to stop the compassion because it's how my family was built. You know, I mean, I, you know saying, is, is there a website where people can go to get information like this? The 1 billion milligram giveaway? Yes. Yeah. We're, we're working on building that website right now. We've already done a test launch. It's getting 
ready to launch. So, if, you know, I mean, it's it's something where I don't have a URL yet to drop, but it's going to be done on the URL because it's way too big for any person to handle and make packages. Um, when you started looking into this, what did you find out about, you know, the market for CVGA and uh, when you went to source it? I had to create the market for CVGA. I had a phone call, a teleconference call in 2019, and this, you know, before the pandemic, and it was multiple different lab owners who had CVGA made in different ways, and it was stalled. They were holding on to thousands and thousands of kilos in their storage. And I got asked straight out, Mike, you've been doing research on CBGA, we really don't even know what it does, but we've made this, we've made that. Can you please start doing the education on it? And I was like, as an educator back then, I have no brand. I had nothing. All I had was carouselchallenge.com, which is truly Genevieve's dream, the carousel challenge. So I just started helping. I started educating the world. Here's what CBGA is. And the next thing I know, the pandemic hits. And I do this big 100 million milligram giveaway that lasts for months. And in that giveaway, I'm giving kilos of CBGA and I'm giving it to people and they're giving me feedback and I'm learning more and more. So then I start seeing, okay, who do I give what to? And, and I start seeing the power of this cannabinoid and how it would work for people. And then I started ingesting it myself and it was just mind blowing. I mean, I'd, I'd done it much before, but I started doing it on a daily basis and on really high levels. I started doing my own safety studies, which probably wasn't the smartest thing using myself. You know what I mean? Now that I look at hindsight, but still it was, it, it worked. I was able to ingest two and 3000 milligrams of CBGA at one time and have absolutely no harm to where if I did that with THC, I'd be in serious trouble. I'd be sick. Um, I, I was able to over and over again, find how different doses of this cannabinoid worked on me. So I could compare that to how it worked on other people. And then it, it, it just hit me so hard. This isn't attacking a billing code from a doctor. This stuff is not doing that. It's going into the human body and acting a lot like one of our major endocannabinoids known as 2-AG. But that one's just not talked about a lot. Mostly we talk about anandamide because THC looks like anandamide. Well, and it acts like anandamide. The body has a neurotransmitter. And, and what I have found in my own private research is that CBGA comes into the body and does a lot of the functions of 2-AG, bouncing off all kinds of receptors that we have, creating a balance and equilibrium in the system that we don't get by using THC, which primarily is the number one you know, it is the number one cannabinoid people go after when they're having it in crisis, whether it be a health issue or, or they're stressed or you name it. And, and what happens is over a period of time, and this is what I found out in that big giveaway by giving it to people that smoked a lot, was that when they ingested CBGA, they started enjoying the smoke or dab much more. And, and, and that shows the balance factor. And, and then I started digging into the whole tea break thing, the tolerance break. Let's take two or three weeks off. Now, I know, from what I know, you, Montel, it doesn't seem like you can take two or three weeks off from, from something that stops pain. Uh, me personally, I can't. 
I have severe epilepsy. I, I quit opioids, 24 year addiction. I can't take three weeks off. So I had to find ways and, and to, to balance. And I didn't even know I found a way until I examined everything after that huge giveaway where kilos got given. And I looked at my own use and I was like, wow, Mike, you've got a dab bar with five different kinds of dabs. You buy ounces of dabs at a time and they're sitting here partially used by Anne-Marie, Genevieve's mom, and barely used by me. And I was like, you know, I used to take 10, 12, 15 dabs at once, back to back to back. I was so bad. I mean, I just, I loved it. I was so good, you know, but now it's one, two, and I'm, I'm there. And I, and, and I have this, this balanced feeling in my body, even from THC that I didn't get before. THC before, as much as I loved it, made me a little paranoid. It made me sort of want to look out the window a little bit, you know, if I heard noise a little more than I want to, a little edgy, especially if I used a lot. So what I found was I could ingest some of this stuff and smoke all I wanted and be balanced all the time and, and not have to take that tolerance break. So, so I, I looked at CBGA from so many different angles from where it works for the guy or gal or whoever that's in the 420 scene to, to the kid that, that needs something that's, that's not going to um, cause a euphoric effect like THC. And maybe they don't respond as well to CBD. So here's another option. You used to use RSO for your help, and as many patients still do today, but um, you kind of went away from that. What's your concern about utilizing RSO? Well, you know, I can't say I used to use RSO. That'd be an incorrect statement. I, use, I used RSO last night. I took, I took three quarters of a gram last night, you know? And, and the, the, one of the things I, that I have issue with when it comes to RSO is the message sent. 60 grams in 90 days. Okay. I have fought cancer for two decades. I had three stage four cancers between 2015 and 2018 before I went into remission, you know, and, and there, there was no 60 grams in 90 days. I used more than that every 90 days and it went on for years. And, and right now I I've been battling since December in this one and the, the number of, it's a pound or so. I mean, it's been a lot of grams. And, and, and I think the message needs to be honest a little bit more. And, and that's the, one, the thing I like about the CBGA is I can send a message that is truthful that, look, this stuff balances the endocannabinoid system. We're not looking at billing codes. We don't have to make medical claims because we're not even looking at those. We're looking at the fact that you need endocannabinoid tone. And what that is, a lot of people never heard these words, endocannabinoid tone, even in the industry. And that's the relation of the number of receptors that we have and the amount of endocannabinoids we have available. You know, and, and a lot of people have very poor tone and it's because they've used a lot of THC. So now their body's not making a whole lot of the endocannabinoids that look like THC. And in research that really pushed me to, to, to bring this, this cannabinoid to the public, it shows that people that inhale THC immediately stop producing 2-AG. And I stumbled across this research about a year and a half ago. It's only about two years old. And, and it confirmed everything. 
thing I had theorized to that point in my own private studies, that 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 CBGA, when ingested into the body, acts like 2AG. So now I see research coming up from UK and other big universities saying people that smoke cannabis immediately have a decreased 2AG level. Now, now it's really easy to say your theory is correct. Because if a cannabinoid comes in and starts acting like something that's dropping, tolerance and balance, you know. So, so you know, I guess my message is extremely long when it comes to CBGA because there's so many different angles to hit with it. But, but the biggest thing is when we look at endocannabinoid balance, production of endocannabinoids, we look at truly what should be going on in our system. Truly what should be going on in our system is endocannabinoids landing on cannabinoid receptors, but we don't have enough of them. And that's why cannabis works so well for us. You recently launched a CBGACrumble.com. Tell us a little bit about these products. Okay. CBGACrumble.com has CBGA crumble. So it's, so it's, it's, it's got a full extract, what I call the hash of hemp. It's, it's sort of a hashy like, item. You can smoke it. Some people even dab it, which I personally think is a waste, but if they like that, they like that. Smoking it gives somebody CBG and CBGA because you're getting some CBGA vapor. It's not quite decarb, but when you smoke a joint and you put you put that crumble in there like hash, uh, the cherry is going to decarboxylate the CBGA and turn to CBG. But it's popular that way. People put the CBGA crumble into capsules and ingest it. We just launched the first two oral syringes. So we have a 5 ml uh, or, or 5 gram oral syringe that has 1,000 milligrams of CBGA in it. And we have a 10, milli, 10 ml um uh, 2000 milligram in it. And we made these at price points under 75 bucks for the, for the highest level on those two concentrations. So, because I wanted something people could afford, um, working my way off of social security, I'm so connected to the people on it. And, and it's so hard to, to, to look through, through Facebook or some other place and, and find a product that you can afford when you're on this tight budget and then you buy it. And if it doesn't work, you're waiting another month before you can buy another one. So I wanted things that were $20, $39, you know, affordable things that last and, and something that helps the other, other, other cannabinoids people are using because, you know, CBGA has a strong abilities on its own and the, the products on the CBGA crumble.com website you know, are, are, they're just the beginning. We're going to actually launch Genevieve's Dream on that website. It's going to be the star of the show for CBGA Crumble. So what I'm trying to do is, is just put it all under one umbrella. This is one cannabinoid. This is what it can look like as the hash of hemp. This is what it can look like as a tincture for kids or adults or anybody to use. And there's going to be several other forms. Here's the oral syringe. It looks just like the RSO you love. So that was made for a lot of reasons because what I do with CBGA melt, as I call it, or in the oral syringe, is I mix it. So at night, when I'm filling the THC oil into a capsule out of my, my RSO, basically, I put some of the CBGA on top. 
And the reason why I do that is it's very different than adding CBD. When you add CBD to the THC, it's mitigating effects. You know, it's metabolizing it faster and, and mitigating the, some of the effects of the THC so you don't feel it quite as much. Um, but you're still getting this full spectrum. But when you add CBGA, I find it to be an addition that adds to the effects of THC as it's being used. And I can use a little bit less THC. The CBGA enhances it. And then when I wake up, I don't quite have the drag. But when I wake up in the morning, it's CBGA, first thing in my protocol. Uh, and, and it's because I need to wake up. Um, when you're sick, it's so easy to get down in the dumps. I mean, I go through this all the time. I'm on Pinterest looking at different memes about strength and personal courage and something I need to look at. And, and being able to ingest something and, and feel better, I felt like, you know, the world needs this and I'm just not seeing it out there. If people want to get more information just there, where would they go right now? You just said you have a website? <clears throat> the website at cbgacrumble.com. Yes. Yeah. And there's, there's information up there. So if anybody wants to get something, they can go right there right now. Yeah, they can go there right now. There's actual products there right now. Um, it's got a blog with information on Genevieve. Um, on that website, there's a... Uh, on the menu, there's the carousel challenge. It brings people right to Genevieve's dream, which is truly to have a carousel. And I'm going to be expanding it uh, to add to that page to show people exactly what the dream fund will be about. Because I think it's it, it makes this product is unique already, but it makes it even more unique. It's a 2,000 milligram, two ounce CBGA tincture, full spectrum, which is we just don't see that. And and then on top of that, it, it helps fund her future, her life, and that carousel challenge that she wants so bad. Um, you know, Genevieve's life surrounded this local carousel in Santa Barbara. When I first met her, it's where we connected. We went on rides every week, a couple times a week. You know, I'd leave, go back out, do compassion work, come back. And it was the carousel always. And then one day we went to go take a ride and it was gone. Oh. And here she is, 14 years old now. And this ride, she's been riding since she was four for a decade. And she's severely autistic. So Genevieve's dream is based on Mike's nightmare, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because, I mean, it's every single day and night that Genevieve gets upset over the fact that she wants to see her horses and she wants her ride. I bought her a three-seat carousel. We put it in the backyard, set it all up. Now she wants the bench. So now we're going to build a bench so we can sit in the bench like it's on a big carousel and look at the little carousel spin and hope that that calms her son for a little while mm -hmm. because this kid just wants another big grandiose ride again. Right. And, and it's truly, you know, when you think about it, it's not that unobtainable. There's right. carousels all over the country just sitting unoperable right now because there's no money to run them. So fulfilling Genevieve's dream, we used to think was this impossible thing. And now we look at it like, wow, we could introduce the world to a cannabinoid they truly don't know that much about, do more education on it, and at the same time, not just get her this carousel, but also create a future for her. Well, Mike, I got to thank you so much for being a part of the show today, sir, and updating us, Linda, so where you are. 
I want you to keep updating us as we move forward. And, um, you know, uh, uh, again, if people want to get more information about um, the CBGA, what is it, cbgacrumble.com? Correct. Correct. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you so much for giving us the update. So good to see you again. I'm glad you were doing better. I hope you continue to do better. And uh, let's talk again sometime in the future, all right? I look forward to that. I'll update you. I got a PET coming in about a month. And I'm hoping, I'm just hoping non Hodgkin's lymphoma can be removed as a diagnosis and we can call me a four time cancer survivor. There you go, my friend. That's what we all want to hear. And I know that everybody who's been watching wants to hear the same thing. So I want to thank all of you also for tuning in for this edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Thanks for joining me on Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback also, so please send us your comments. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.